to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 202 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. Hello, welcome. How's it going? Man, it's been an intense week, I think, for both of us. Yeah, different, yeah. Different ends totally. of the scales, probably. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty full on. Uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, you all for tuning in and welcoming our new listeners. Yes, any new people out there, hello. Uh, I know I spoke to one person on my travels about I it. I gave several cards away. And Chris would have been raining cards to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can imagine the gif. All right, so anyway, um, how was your week with well, loads of kids? Uh it's good. So I was on school camp five days in Wellington. It's very much like herding cats, and I don't know if that would be easier. So sorry, uh, what age are we talking? To, just so everybody knows where you're at. Uh, the ten to twelve year olds, and one of them's thirteen. But don't worry about him. Um, <laughs> super clever dude, that one. But uh, so we eight and a half hour train ride from Hamilton to Wellington, and when we first get there, I've got this on video. Actually, I can show you this to you later, Chris. Because I probably can't just publish it with all random people in it. But um, the main guy at Hamilton train station, he's like, right, everyone back behind the line. The train's coming in. The train driver's going to come in. And when he comes in, make sure you all give him a wave. Because the train driver, he likes seeing all the boys and girls. And he likes seeing the big girls. What? I know. We, all, all, what? All the parents are just like, what? you can hear everyone on the video go, what? what? <laughs> so I don't know. <coughs> um, so that was an experience on the train. Uh, and then we were around Wellington doing all sorts of different stuff. We stayed at the YHA hostel, which I highly recommend, real great place in central Wellington. And I think at one point there was five school groups all in the building at once. Um, yeah. Madness. And... Uh, and you went to Weta? Went to Weta Workshops, uh, experienced an earthquake, well, the, the earthquake that happened this week while we were sitting there, which was weird because I do not remember the the lady, the very knowledgeable lady that took us around on the tour, unfortunately. Sorry about that. Um, after a week of kids, my mind has gone. Uh, she's French, uh, very, very good, works at Weta Workshop, very cool, uh, learned some cool stuff, saw some cool stuff, couldn't take photos, bit of a bummer, but understandable. Yeah, not allowed to. Yeah, not allowed to. Um, yeah, <clears throat> cool. cool. And um, I think it was weird because when I got back, my uh, my daughter's mum says to me, my ex said first thing was sort of like, which parent, which parent was I like, really, really annoying? Like, which which parent? I was like, actually, no, everyone was really good. We all got along well. You know what? If you don't know who the annoying one was, it means you're the annoying one. <laughs> Maybe, but no. no. It was very good, very good group of people, and um, we're all on the same wavelength. So yep. if I'm ripping into a child and yelling at them for some reason, um, you know, usually get back up by someone else. Because these kids, for whatever reason, a um, couple of things, there was two gigabytes of daily uh, data available on Wi-Fi for everybody. And these kids were allowed to bring devices. It was up to them to look after them and stuff. But, man, I've never seen uh, just... Oh, well, you know, kids are addicted to devices and things. But seeing it on mass scale yeah. is just mind-blowing. And the amount of crap they watch, the amount of times I was just like, no, nah, turn that off. I don't need to hear whatever that guy's going on about. Oh, really? Yeah, like, because there's no... They're just left to their own thing. They're just on YouTube and this guy's swearing away and... 
Uh, who knows what they're learning about or stuff. Um, oh, man. So that was crazy. Uh, the other thing was they've got no concept of how to walk on the street without... There's 26 kids. They just walk in a mob. So as these people are coming towards them, um, we're just screaming, move left, move right, like the whole time. <laughs> oh, gosh. Whereas in other countries, they walk in orderly lines down the street and stuff like that. Also, I, I don't... It might just be our lot. Or it might be, I don't know, but I, the amount of times they complained about walking upstairs. We're what? On the, just all, all the time. Oh, we don't want to go up the stairs. Because they're not allowed to use the lifts. The, they got told as soon as we got there, you can't go on the lifts. Only the adults are allowed on the lifts. So they had to walk the fight, get to the fifth floor. By Was this, did you have lifts at school when you were at school? No. No, Wellington College had lifts. There's uh, five, five floors. Kids were not allowed to use the lift. You had to have a note. Oh, yeah, totally. a leg leg in a cast to use a lift yeah like, otherwise, a yeah yeah pretty much so um yeah no nobody was ever allowed to use the lift so that just seems normal to me that's good all right so that was yours uh my week was um less kids um <laughs> which is good way way less kids uh so i went to noosa international film festival NIF, um and we had which our we, film which we have been talking about in previous episodes yeah and, and the film that chris produced was in there yep so uh, Bloody Late Shift was playing in the comedy section. Wouldn't have put it in a comedy ourselves before. Having seen it play in a com- comedy setting, we are going to look at putting it into a... Yeah, that's uh, cool. Playing for some comedy festivals. Very good. Because it played quite well in there. So, yeah, pretty happy with that. Um, is your face in there? Just uh, it, In this program? In this program? No, no, no. Only famous people got their faces I know, that's there. right. I just saw some heads as you were flicking yeah. through it, and I wasn't sure if you were yeah. somehow managed to wrangle into that. No, no, I didn't. But, um, yeah, no, we had some amazing uh, courses. The, the, the best one for me was um, James Henry and Heath Davis. Um, Heath's just had his feature film, and it's here, and I've forgotten what it's called. Was it Broke? No, that was the first one. It's the Book Week. Book Week is his feature film that's just come out. So and, they were talking about financing. And you saw, is, you saw that film there, eh? Yeah, we yeah. saw the film. It was pretty good. What's, what is the it? The trailer made it look really hilarious, but it wasn't. It was a drama. Oh. And all the funny bits were in the trailer, which was annoying. Like, it, it's yeah, a good no. drama. You yes. get me? But you go. But if in you're being thinking, sold as a comedy, yeah, I thought it was going to be a comedy because they played the trailer earlier in the day. I'm like, oh, oh is that what it's going to be? Because I thought it'd be really boring. And um, yeah, there was every funny bit was in the trailer. And interesting. That that was a um, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be negative. It, it was a good film. So he made it for 120 thousand. Managed to get uh, somebody match that funding in post or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know the either Queensland Film or Screen Queensland or whoever it was uh, did that. So that was pretty good. Whereas James um, or Jim, he uh, he spent years finding finance of 4 to $7 million for movies and things like that. Yeah. So that was really cool. That was a great course. Um, I also um, had a chat to John Seal. He was the guy that shot Mad Max Fury Road, came out of retirement for that. Um, he's done loads of films, and I I wanted to look at his filmography and um, and go through it, but it's just too much. But I was chatting to him at one point. I was like, you know, something about rah rah rah, quick setups are sort of really important when you're running out of time. And he goes, yes, yes. When I was shooting Dead Poet Society, we had exactly the same problem, and it's just like same problem, but a whole different world. 
Yeah, it just blows your mind. And he goes, oh, Robin Williams was lovely, man. And right, right, right. It was just, uh, it was insane. So it, it was the best. I haven't been to a lot of film um, festivals around the world, to be fair, but it was by far the best produced, best organised film festival I've seen. Very good. So, it did look very good on yeah. the website there. It looked like they, because I had a quick look at the website a couple of weeks ago, it looked like they had, like you said, they've got courses or talks and that seemed like a good part of it as well. And Yeah, yeah. I know, I it looked really well done. That. And John Seal's like, oh, I think I'll do that next year. I'll, I'll do a course on what it was like to shoot the Dead Poet Society because we did it in a specific way. And I'm like, damn, I have to go to Noosa again next year. Yeah. Cause, so is he... Yeah. Uh, based is he is he based around the area or is he, he lives flown? In, he lives in I think he lives in Sydney because I asked him I said oh are you local he goes no and, and Arnold is a really nice guy shout out to Arnold in, in case he's listening to this um, he set the um, he does the technical stuff put the whole a lot of it together and all that and he's organising stuff <coughs> apparently Arnold had invited uh, John to the very first NIF and John came along. And two months, and, and you know, I had a film that they were showing a film. Oh, the English Patient, because he did he shot yep. the English Patient. So they had the English Patient, and John did a Q and A afterwards. And Arnold rang him about two months later and said, "Congratulations, you're a founding patron because you were here on the first one." And he goes, "Just Arnold being Arnold, I've been to every one since." <laughs> so it's a, this is only the third or fourth, but yeah. So, yep, that's the way to do so it. That's cool. It's it's very good. So if you ever get the chance to go to the Noosa International Film Festival, do that. And my experience with Airbnb was good. Chris had a good experience, so I was worried that he was going to have a bad experience. Well, I had some interesting times getting there. So I get up here, I get up at 2 in the morning. Because, oh yeah, I forgot to like organize how I was going to get to the airport. As, as you know. Yes, yes. Um, this, this is a normal conversation. You'd be like, oh, how are you getting to the airport? And it's like the day before, and Chris is like, no, I don't really know yet. Yeah. Whereas most so people may have the shuttle that. thing, and they go, oh, we don't have anything at that time. It'll cost you $340. And I'm like, oh, no, you're good. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be hanging up right now. <laughs> so I uh, I rang a couple of shuttle things, and yeah, same deal. And I was like, oh. So I went to stay at Aero Parks, put my car at Aero Parks. Yep, I've I um, used them before. Okay. Yeah, so that was really good. But I had to get up at two in the morning to do the drive. Do the drive. Freaking all the motorways are closed from. Pukekohe. Are they still closed? It was that time in the morning that. Yeah, no, no, they've been like that for a yeah. to Takanini was closed, and thankfully got, I'd put the Google Maps yeah, yeah, on, and yeah, I yeah. had that there because I was just all over the show. I had no idea where it's I'm a at. Full on detour, eh? Oh my on god! On the way back, and um, and because I I wasn't going to the airport, I was going to um the Aero Park, so it took me a little bit off the the yeah. You got to go route. up past yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that was good, though. I got there, and then I'm like, oh, okay. Then you sit at the airport for ages. Then you fly out. Flew into uh, Brisbane. So I flew direct to Brisbane. Um, and then I'm like, I checked the Greyhound before I left. Because, you know, I organized everything the day before. It was good. And I said, um, I believe that the next bus is 11.40 going to Toronto, which is just out, a suburb of Noosa or Nearby, yeah, and um, person goes, yeah, that is. I'm like, oh, I'll get a ticket for that. So I had a five hour wait sitting in the airport waiting for that. Yep. Um, and then uh, get on the bus, and I spent hours on the bus, 
and I get off the bus and it's really hot, uh, two or three in the afternoon by this stage, and oh, it's three thirty actually by the time I I managed to get there. Like I had to walk a k and a half, I think, in the with my bag. Yeah, and uh, I get to there and oh my god, there's a padlock thing like the real estate people use. Yeah, yeah, with it's the, the key thing key inside, inside it. it. Key lock. Yep. And I'm like, ah, so. Fortunately, while I was at Brisbane Airport, I got onto their Wi-Fi because the roaming didn't work. Skinny Direct roaming didn't work. So I got onto the oh. Wi-Fi and did a chat with this guy and he sent me instructions. So I, I had it on my phone. So I get there. I'm absolutely buggered. I've been traveling for 13 hours. I get there. I can't get Old in. Old man Chris I'm can't get in. in the heat. Yep. And, He's about to pass out. And I tr- had to fix my phone. It took me half an hour to get the thing working. So I could get in because they messaged you the day before the code. Yeah. And I was like, that was my only feedback to Airbnb. Can you maybe do it a couple of days early? That'd be good. But anyway, so yeah, no, the, but the room was great. Uh, walking two and a half hours, walking jandals on the first day to the event was... Not advised. Oh, no, it was a good way to build calluses on your feet for the rest of summer. So, mm. yes, yeah, so I popped all those blisters there Um and, uh, yeah, um, I'm good for jandals now for the rest of summer, I think. <laughs> okay, very good. <laughs> but more importantly, out of all of that stuff, all of your trip, you actually caught up with one of the podcast fans. Oh, yes, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. So I caught up with Jamie and his wife and his uh, kids. Yep, uh, we've got son. some audio that I'm hopefully going to insert here. Hi, Chris. It's nice to meet you, and I hope you had a good holiday. Driving along here, I just thought I'd send you guys a message and say it was cool to meet up with you on Saturday, Chris. And um, yeah, had, had good fun, good chat. And I got a bit excited when I found a bar that was serving $7 pints. So I'm sorry if I got a bit drunk. But yeah, no, it was a good afternoon. Kids had fun and no, it was cool to meet you. Uh, I'd love to chat again over, over dinner in a, a more maybe formal and less alcohol Fueled, um, time, but all in all, it was good. And I spoke to my um, uncle and my family, and they're, yeah, they're keen to get in touch with you regarding um, TED Talk. So, yeah, I'll put them in touch with you. Anyway, you guys have a good one. Chat soon. Oh, from his son who wanted to be on the podcast. And then I think Jamie's done another one because he wasn't happy with the bit of audio, which was fine, that he did in the 200th episode. Uh, I haven't listened to him yet, and I've got to do this weird workaround to get it from Facebook, but that's okay. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So, no, it was great. The only thing with that was I had to skip a session of the film, so it was the, uh, the women's section, so misogynistic me had no problem with that. Um, that's what Adam said. Um, so I skipped the, the women's thing, went across to the bar. Um, I... I Messaged him a photo of myself just so he knows what I look like working in the air. Like, this is what I'm wearing today. Because Chris ages rapidly. So you may see him like six months earlier and now he looks terrible, like worse still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so I get in there and he's got a beer on the bar, on the table waiting for me. He's halfway through his. So I start drinking mine. We're chatting away. I buy him a beer and I buy myself one because, you know, he's finished his and I'm halfway through. And that was the next two hours was me just trying to keep up. And we went through. I reckon we had a good six or seven pints in that um, in that two hour break. I get back to the next movie session. I dosed off through the first short film. 
It was an award-winning short film, too. Uh, Old Man Chris uh, yeah. Strikes Again. Yeah, so anyway, Jamie gave us a bunch of uh, treats, um, some chocolates, and we yes. have some Usain's Insane Hot Sauce. I've actually tried the original Jamaican Spice on a pie last night, which was and, good. And the others, Mango and Three Chili. I have not tried any of them yet. That one hasn't even been opened yet, the mango one. So, um, yeah, I need to get the right food to put it on. Really. And just for uh, to help Adam out, um, we have pre-eaten some of this. We're not going to eat it on the podcast. <laughs> You're not he, obviously Adam's not into the ASMR thing, so yeah. Um, yeah. I've knocked back a mint patty. We both had caramel the caramello koalas. Chris which are rates awesome. Chris rates I, them I real highly. Them. And and I've had this raspberry jelly. Oh no, we both had the raspberry jelly. Oh, on the back it states featured on this pack is a drawing of a koala. The koala is a marsupial pouched animal native to Australia. Just that very first bit with the full stop. Just I don't know. I find it a bit weird. Um, okay, well, it I guess does if you look didn't like know, a photo rather than a drawing, though. It does, eh? Yeah, so that's pretty impressive. But that's pretty cool. They're uh, very good. Yeah, I so we like have those. you like that? We have come to the agreement that uh, Australians just like chewy things to eat on. Yeah, hell, everything's chewy except the caramello koalas. Because old man Chris doesn't like to chew. I guess maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. So this podcast is randomness, technology, and life. If you are just joining us, so you never quite know where we're going to go. Yeah, and uh, this one is a bit more rambly than, than most. So let's have a look at things that I wanted to go into. I, I want to talk about the dickheads out there. Um, Which one specifically, Chris? Well, are they riding little lime scooters? It's, no. Is it that? <laughs> no, no. This guy is in the UK, and he posted to reddit so you, you what he did originally was dumb but doing the post to reddit is dumber he goes to the legal thing and goes how do i get the nottingham police to remove my um audio of my 111 call from their thing i need a lawyer to help me to do this so so they published this call did they yeah on on facebook and uh, I'll see if I can get... I had the links here, but it's not coming up on my phone. But I'll see if I can get the links for you. Because it's hilarious. He's in a shop getting... Oh, sorry, a gas station. He just filled up with gas. And he went 3p over the 10 pound or whatever the, okay. the whatever it was. So he's got 3p over it. And the gas station attendant won't let him leave unless he pays the extra 3p. So he paid the whatever he got, 20, 40 pound, whatever it was. And... And the gas station attendant won't let him leave. So he rings 911 or 111, I think, or 999 in UK, yeah. whatever it is. And he goes, um, oh, I know this is an emergency, but this guy won't let me go. Uh, I, I, I owe him 3p, um, but he, I told him just to forget about it, but he won't and he won't let me leave. And the woman's like, this is not an emergency call, but I will take the call. Yeah, real professional sounding. And then she goes, um, so you don't have the money? He goes, yeah, I, I have I have the money, but I'm not going to break a tenner for 3p. And she goes, you bought it, you've put it in your car, you've accepted the price, you have to pay. But yeah, but I don't want to break a tenner. <laughs> what an idiot. So he was an idiot in the first place just doing that, but the the idea that Reddit would be behind him on this or something is just ridiculous. <laughs> so yes, folks, they walk amongst us. They they sure do. Um, uh, there there was a little article written on Herald, and um, 
I guess technically you can say this word. They say on radio stations, illegally allowed to. But uh, if you've got small kids around, I'm going to say a swear word right now. Shit towns of New Zealand. New Zealand's worst big things. I'm going to give you uh, an option, Chris, and you pick one. And then I'll read it to you. And then I'll read in one more, which is my favorite. And we'll link to us in our show notes. Because I just think this, is, this just cracks me up, this whole thing. So you've got Tipuki's, um giant kiwi fruit, Oakuni's big carrot, Waitomo's big apple, Paidoa LMP bottle, uh, Morinsel's mega cow, Bull's big bull, Mosgill's big mosgill, whatever that is, T-Rail's big corrugated iron things, yep. Telpo, Require and Gores have got the big fish. Right. Uh, sorry, you've got Manaya's big loaf, Pataru's big poo, and... Uh, what? Pataru's big poo? Yeah, yeah. That, I don't know. Anyway, so you get, you get to pick one. <laughs> I'm just of, thinking about like a big curly poo emoji. Okay, you get to pick one of those, and I'll read the little. Pateru's big poo. I've got to hear about that. Speaking of big loaves, because that's what the one above it was. There are a few. There are a few more appropriate big things than Pateru's big poo. Erected in the 1970s to celebrate then Prime Minister Robert Muldoon's claim that there's no finer place in New Zealand to take a crap than Pateru. The Big Poo has a fond place in the hearts of many travellers through the central North Island. How could it not make the list of shit big things? Oh, my God. There's the apple and Tepuki. Is it Tepuki apple? Nah, the apples are Waitomo. Oh, yeah. Do you want to hear that one? Yeah, go on. I remember New York, that when I was a kid thinking that was yep, amazing. New York is one of the world's great cities known as the Big Apple. Waitomo is a king country flyspeck known for having a big hole with some glow-in-the-dark grub stuck to the ceiling. It's not clear why New Zealand's premier underground tourism attraction pinched New York's shtick, but it's probably because a giant glowworm would have scared the piss out of passing backpackers. <laughs> I'm just going to read you this one, yeah, because I just love the way they describe this. Manaya's big loaf. Manias celebrates its claim of bread... <laughs> can't even get through it. Its claim of bread capital with a giant loaf that looks like it was designed by a blind person who was raised in a well and only had the concept of bread explained to them over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is losing his shit right now. <laughs> no, no, nothing will make someone jump on the gluten-free bandwagon quite like clamping eyes on Manias' giant turd of a loaf. <laughs> <laughs> there's no photo there's no photos i have to find a photo oh, of yeah please put a photo you'll find the photo at the christmassampodcast.com and the rest of the links you can go and check out um and read that article from the christmassampodcast.com forward slash ep slash 202 so um <laughs> and it's ep 202 yeah i know i realized that when i said it. <laughs> okay and um I, I've seen a couple of movies lately. Oh, that's the problem with going with movie things. You end up going, oh, I've got to go and see loads more movies. I've got to uh, increase my list of, of movies to see. Like general release movies. General release movies. So some of which... So yesterday, the day before yesterday, whatever it was, uh, Adam and I went to A Bad Day at the El Royale. It was on at the Lido Cinema. It was... Uh, I think it's just finished up. Mm. Brilliant movie. Just amazing movie. I, I really, really loved it. It's really well crafted. You don't know what's happening. What's it, the genre of it? Uh, I'd say thriller. Okay. Um, it's very ten- Tarantino-like. It's oh, cool. sort of really out yeah. there and uh, a bit challenging. So, yeah, it, it was very good, very well crafted in terms of the cinema effects. So you're seeing the story from one po- person's point of view and then you'll see it from another per- person's point yeah. of view. And so the same thing's being shot at the same time in different places, but 
with the different perspectives, it makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Pretty clever it's, sounding. It's, it's very clever. Very good film. Did Adam you, like it? Uh, yeah, no, he loved it. So if um, if you get a chance, do go and see A Bad Day at the Elk Royale. Now, speaking of Adam, he also uh, recommended that I watch something on Netflix, which is The Night Comes For Us. So if you have watched Raid or Raid 2, the raid is it the raid or raid whatever um those uh made in indonesia by gareth i can't remember the guy's name <laughs> just make something up <laughs> no, i'm terrible um but yeah so uh, this go- but it's, this is not made by the same guy but it's got some of the same fight sequence guys in it and the one of the actors is the same actor from the raid guys and uh i story-wise it's you know, nothing to write home about, but action-wise, it is impressive. It's uh, full-on splatter, blood, and gore. So if you like that sort of thing, if you want some mindless violence in your life tonight, get on Netflix and have a look at The Night Comes For Us. And if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed or tension or something, I may have seen the product come up on my Instagram feed that may be able to help you out. That's what it looks like, Chris. And it's a neck hammock. A neck hammock. I I heard about this on something, and I was going, what are people talking about a neck hammock? But I didn't know what it was, and it didn't have a photo, so I was like... I just don't know how... Let's just get a pillow. I mean... Says the guy with a plank that swivels. Yes, but... <laughs> but, yeah, no, he's talking about my inversion table. Uh, one of the best things I've ever brought if you have a bad back. It's a lot harder to replicate that than it is to replicate that, isn't it? I don't, I don't know. know. I think it'd be worth trying. But how much are these neck hammocks to buy? Uh, well, I don't know. It's on an Instagram thing. I think it's one of those products which probably only costs like $2 to make. Uh, I and just they spell it, sell it for 30 bucks, probably. Yeah, I saw one. Yeah, you're exactly right there. I just saw it come up on the Google search. Uh, neckhammock.com seems to have them for, their, oh no, 50 bucks US. Yeah. You know, that's not 50 yeah, bucks worth it. Yeah, i spend that. Anyway, check that out. It was... uh, but you can probably get one on AliExpress. So those of you that uh, you don't... know spend a little bit of money on AliExpress, don't forget, 11th 11th, my dad's birthday, is coming up. Singles and, Day. Yeah, and everybody around the world's... Oh, I thought they were celebrating my dad's birthday. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, um, it's where they break all the records for online sales, I think, where they're doing like m- millions of dollars every second or something yeah, stupid. Yeah, so there's huge uh, sales on AliExpress at the moment. Uh, you can go in and I, you, sometimes you can pre-order it or you can add it to your wish list to buy on the 11th 11th. But what it, um, what so it yeah. means here at the Chris and Sam podcast is a whole bunch of packages turn up, usually for Chris. He cannot remember what he's brought. <laughs> and they vary in size and weight. And he'll open it up and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> and if it's like the uh, vegetable spiralizer, he'll open it up and go, oh, oh that- I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, when you open that up, you like, you now live in the cupboard and put it at the back of the cupboard and it's never seen daylight since. <laughs> oh, yeah, I must do something with that. That was when I was going on my health kick. Uh, I, I am being dry for the next two days before I go back to work. Uh, no alcohol. Uh, Why? Because I've been drinking a lot. I I got two of these uh, when I left the airport, um, duty free. uh, Same one? Yeah, exactly the same, actually. Oh, Mount Gay Rum. So one of them's almost finished. Um, Mm. So, yes. Good idea to cut back there. Hey, um, in episode. You remember this well, Chris? If I show you the photo, you will. In episode 41 of the Chris and Sam podcast, so a while ago, that guy won the. 
Scrabble. Yeah, the French Scrabble Championship without actually knowing any French. Kiwi guy. And he's managed to win his fourth world title. But now he looks a bit different. He's uh, That's him there now. Holy crap. Yeah. He looks, and he also does not look happy with that photo being taken. No. Uh, so to win that, he had to. He played in London this time. And uh, he's based in Malaysia and he just goes... Look, he's not, look at him shaking hands there. He's not even happy. I know, I'm just looking, yeah. So, anyway, uh, good on him. Kiwi. What, what level of autism do you think he has? Oh, you know, out of 10, he's 13. I'm oh, not. the word zonula, zonula, which was worth 100 points and means lycosone and phenolic, oh, and phenolic, which scored 84 points and means a synthetic resin. Mm. Okay. Those were a couple of his plays and scrabble. Talking about autistic people or whatever, just real briefly, there was 26 kids on the school camp. We'll wrap this up. <laughs> There's 10 adults, and out of the 10 adults, only two of us had to stay in a room with a child. And not just one, I had five of them. And uh, not just five of them, I had the ADHD kid, the autistic kid, some other kid that's uh, labelled as a runner. So I've got to keep an eye on him. And I think the other two were normal. Yeah, they were. And... Uh, Every single person I said who I had, they all just looked at me and said, what have you done to the teacher? Like, <laughs> how did you, like... Why, why don't people like cause, you? Because one of these kids is enough to, like, drive parents, like, nutty. And yeah. I got all of them. Yeah. Uh, it's quite interesting. Yeah, no, it's good. Keep it's you on It's funny taste. because um, James um, Raffin was a team leader at uh, Telecom. Yeah. And he's a comedian. He was a great guy. Um, and the worst people that came through training I always put in his team because he was the only one that could handle them and he's like why do you hate me so much and I'm like eh, it's not so much that I hate you it's just that I know you're the only one that can handle it so apparently according to some of the kids they were talking to my daughter after the fact they said oh your dad's your dad's pretty cruisy actually <laughs> like because I'll just you know you got to put your tablet away and then if I start raising my voice a little bit nah this is what's going to happen and they yeah they're good yeah, yeah. Oh, and, cool. and I think that might be what they're lacking in their in their normal lives. I think they're lacking the word no a lot. Really? Yeah, I think so. From some of these kids, I don't think I heard the word yes very often when I was a kid. No, <laughs> I, I think it's uh, whatever keeps him quiet and out of the way is a lot easier than doing whatever the right thing may be. Uh, yeah. So that's sad. Because uh, I think at one point they said to uh, some one of the kids uh, in my daughter's room, they said, "Oh." Well, you know, just connect to the Wi-Fi. And she's like, well, I don't have anything. <laughs> she doesn't have a phone. She didn't take a tablet with her. She's had a book. Yeah. She's fine. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, if cool. you do have a tablet, a phone, and a computer, and all that stuff, you should check out the com. All the show notes, archives, and bits and pieces are there. Yes, and we are also active ish on facebook more so uh, on twitter fa- more so on facebook than twitter yeah um we didn't talk about uh twitter secret santa today but uh those of you that know or have been listening to the show know that uh, sam was the founder of new zealand secret santa yeah they uh, they only announced that it's not actually happening like on tuesday yeah finally so uh this week they've they've announced that the this is, was going to be the fifth year was it Oh, no, seventh, eighth year. Eighth year, sorry, sorry. Uh, probably only the fifth one I'd done. Mm. But yeah, so this was going to be the eighth year and they've, uh, at the last minute pretty much, said, no, no, we're not going to do it. So a uh, bit of reaction on the twist, Twitter. Oh, everyone was, I think it, it was weird. Like every or everyone that spoke said, we sort of, we understand it. It's all good. We had a good run. And thanks to WebSam. 
that's my name on Twitter. And uh, thanks to New Zealand Post for doing it as well. So, hmm. Anyway, so that's cool. All right, so next week um, we will be back into more regular programming. Join us again, yep. Yeah, considering last week was the crazy... We did it early because we were both away and then posted it, and then the week before we had nothing, and the week before that was the 200th episode, so we're like... We're on fire. (laughs) I think I need some more sleep, eh? It's those kids, bro. Oh, it's the kids, and uh, the the one parent that you don't think would be a pisshead is like all over the place and takes you to some of the best cocktail bars in Wellington. Just saying. Fantastic. Ah, uh, that sounds good. All right. Okay. okay. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.